And this is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. The Living Stress-Free Podcast. From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America. On the edge of America. So hello, everyone. This is a Tuesday in July, and it's a full moon day. So happy full moon day. And Lou, how are you doing today? Doing great. This is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, going out tonight and going down to the water and hanging out. We like to go down by Lake Ontario because the moon will rise near where the water is, and we're hoping to see it rise because it's a clear day today. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yes, yes. So anything of interest that you've been living stress-free about lately, Lou? Well, you know, uh, we were down actually near the water recently, and we went to this place and uh, a restaurant, really nice restaurant called the Jetty. And um, I haven't had shrimp like in years. I don't even remember the last time I ate shrimp. And I don't know what happened. I thought, I think I was getting sunstroke. And I mean, I'm really serious about this. And for some reason, shrimp. Um, like was, was calling my, to it you. was my medicine and uh, i went in there and got fried shrimp which interestingly enough they didn't even make anymore i had to tell they actually the the wait staff had to ask me how to cook them which was funny made them great incredibly good and i hope they put it on their menu because they did a great job yeah, and then great. their cot their shrimp cocktail is always really excellent and i haven't had that in years either but they they have the best yeah, it was great sitting out there. And one of the great things this time of year is there's a lot of boat traffic going by. Those of you from this area know this, but if you're not from Rochester, there's the Genesee River is one of the only rivers that flows north in the whole world, and which I find interesting. But the Genesee River dumps into Lake Ontario right around where this restaurant is. And so there's a lot of boat traffic that goes by. And so it makes great um, boat watching. Boat watching. Yeah, it's true. The different... <laughs> What I love is the variety of boats. You know, there's these yachts, and then there's these guys going by in this little dinky boat that looks like, you know, <laughs> it's been there 150 years with their fishing poles. It's just yeah. great contrast. Yeah, you could tell the ones that are really old. I, uh, we're not boaters, so we don't know. Many of you probably know better than us, but some of them, they look old, like probably They're from the 50s, old. maybe? Uh, maybe even, yeah, probably or, 50s. I would say Because of 50s. the color. You could yeah. tell by the color of the boats that's right. dated back then, but hey, they're still working. They're still on the water. And Well, I assume that these things are kind of the theory of the airplanes as long as you maintain them that they you know mm -hmm. they go on forever pretty much but what i learned that was really amazing to me because i don't know anything about boating is that you cannot tip over a sailboat yeah i was amazed by that because you and i have seen uh, a lot of students from the rochester yacht club learning how to sail mm -hmm. usually children but not always and um, they do tip over regularly and so I guess assumed that any sailboat could. And we finally found a sailor. And um, he said that, no, that's not true, unless it was like a 30-foot wave in a storm or something like that, that they just simply are built not to tip over. The occasional rogue wave will turn them over, right. but that's about it. But see, it. now I'll enjoy my lunch more, knowing that, <laughs> you know, the only people <laughs> tipping over are the kids in the sun. You know, whatever. Yeah, just let the fish. kids tick. Well, oh, they're young. They can handle it, for God's sakes. They went out there. Just have another shrimp, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a life preserver. He'll be okay. <laughs> He'll be fine. Give me the cocktail, son. <laughs> so it was great, great, great <laughs> boat watching on Saturday. 
And yeah, we've been, well, we try to get down to the water as often as possible this time of year because it's so beautiful. And we have the river and the lake and, you know, there's the bay and the canal. Yeah, and the and lake rising, you know, water level is, is so sad and tragic. And then even more than that, uh, besides the poor people right on the lake with their property endangered is just the constant uh, arguing and debating about whether it's uh, the plan 2014 or whether it's natural conditions. And it's just, it's very sad to see people arguing the way they are as if they know what they're talking about. It is, it is. And our lake is three feet over the normal, what it should be this time of year. And um, it's very sad because people are in real risk of losing everything. It is, but it's not just happening here. It's happening in all the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and the Mississippi's higher than it's supposed yeah, you're to be. Yeah, you saying how high? Yeah, I, I don't have that fact, and I wanted to. It's have higher it. than the lakes. It's, are. it's higher than it. Sh- yeah, it's more than three over what it should be. Yeah. So that's why when the hurricane just came to hit Louisiana, they were very very concerned because the river's higher than it should be, and the yeah, river goes right them. through the major part of our country. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, so a lot of water. Well, let's think good thoughts for everyone. <laughs> All right, so what do we get today? So just a, um, just a reminder that we're here to talk about stress-free living, ways to bring living stress-free into your life. And it's not that we feel you can live with no stress at all. Obviously, stressful things happen. But we're here to give you a whole other way of looking at stress. And we give you lots of tips to do that. So we're flowing with the go here at Living Stress-Free. So... Um, so we often use the term core awareness in our, we've mentioned it in podcasts, in videos, and our courses. In books. And books, yes. And our listeners may not know what we mean by core awareness. So Lou, I've heard you explain this concept with students who attend our courses, and it's, it's really fascinating to understand what is meant by it. So could you explain how core awareness is the original state of our mind? Well, a core. This is a, a total LSF theory or philosophy, if you will. So, what we theorize is that we are all born in a state of core awareness, and core awareness is an experience that can't really be described. And the reason it can't be described is because it it doesn't include our usual thinking mind. Our, our usual thinking mind isn't developed yet when we're born and when we're very young. And so we don't experience a world of subject and object, or I and others. We simply experience uh, what some people would call consciousness, what we choose to call core awareness. And when we're very, very young, core awareness is only um, aware of core awareness. So it is a completely self-sufficient system, which is the reason why it's so it, it's experienced as peace and love and tranquility and equanimity. Yes, that's what I was going to ask, what it would feel like for the person, so, and what qualities it has. Because you've often mentioned that it, it's like, it's similar to water, how water is has no actual color. It takes on the color of whatever's around yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the, I, I think that's a pretty good analogy, is that we do, you know, I have suggested many times that core awareness can be understood intellectually in terms of it being compared with water, that water really is colorless, 
and that it has a reflective quality to it so that it reflects all the colors, the shapes, and the light around it. And, and core awareness is the same thing. It, it really just simply reflects everything that is around it. But itself, it really doesn't have any quality to it whatsoever. So if you look at a little infant, a newborn, they're in this state. Yes, they're in core awareness. We're all born into core awareness. It's our first experience of being alive. It's our first experience of existence. So when you look at the face of a newborn or a very, very young child, you can see that they have this this just curiosity and this complete awareness of their surroundings, but they don't seem attached to anything. Right. They're to- that's a very good way of putting it. Totally open awareness without really any focus on anything. If you look into an infant's eyes and face, you'll see that they're completely awake. They're completely awake and they're completely aware, but they are not really focused anywhere. And that's because focusing doesn't come into play until we start developing our mind, which then develops a feeling of I-ness, me, self, and then other object to focus on. So I've heard people comment when they look at an infant staring at them, or a very, very, very small child, they'll say, I wonder what he's thinking at that moment, but they're actually not thinking anything. No, they're not thinking anything (laughs) at all. Their mind isn't developed at that point, and uh, their brain isn't developed at that point. So this feeling of core awareness you've often said is like love. It's similar to love. And like love, you can't really define what love feels like. You know it when you feel it, but you really can't define it. Absolutely. And that's why we really call living stress-free, living stress-free. Because core awareness is really living stress-free. When we're in core awareness, when we're experiencing core awareness, and the mind is secondary, then we experience the stress-free state. Mm Mm-hmm. So that sounds really wonderful to feel this. So I know for myself and most other people that I know, as we have grown to be adults, we don't hang out in that state anymore. So what changed in the mind so it no longer is experiencing that? Well, again, we're going to talk about LSF um, you know, teachings. What we teach people is that the mind develops through our experiences. And so what happens is we have an experience and we have a reaction to that experience and then we remember the experience and our reaction to it and we kind of file it away so it becomes like a file in a folder in our computer so that next time we come into similar circumstances we can have a consistent response. And so, you know, after five billion experiences, the mind has developed and all of experiences are, are um, categorized in whether or not it's a pleasurable experience, whether it's an unpleasant, something we want to avoid, or whether it's a neutral experience, which usually later on we ignore. So that's how we develop our sense of self. Yes, it's how we develop our sense of self or ego, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, personhood, we, you know, I, I, I like shrimp. You know, and the reason I like shrimp is because I've had certain experiences in the past that were positive experiences that made me want to eat shrimp again. And so it's, it's you know, it's filed away into my brain. And um, when somebody talks about shrimp, I usually feel happy. And there's other people who hate shrimp mm-hmm. or people who have never had shrimp. So they obviously do not have the same experience I do. 
And most of us relate to those preferences that we have as being ourselves. That's what makes us have this unique perception of the world because each of us has unique experiences exactly. from our past. Exactly, exactly. It has very little to do with opinions in the thinking mind. It mm-hmm. has to do actually with simply our experience. It's a very redundant mechanical process. So it, that you know, we tend to think of the mind as being the source of creativity. And what we're saying in LSF is it is not the source. Of, it's a very mechanical process, the mind. It's more like a computer. It's a computer. It's very redundant. It has a computer processing that it does, and it just stores memories in its RAM, and that's what it does. Absolutely. And for most people, you'll notice as they get older, they get more and more settled in their ways, as people say. And that's because they've been having the same, they've been supporting the same redundant reactions to similar experiences for a longer period of time. And they've become established in those experiences. And they believe that those experiences are who they are. So that would really put a monkey wrench into the idea of anything being ultimate reality. Because if one person has an experience from their past, let's say about a German shepherd, and it was a negative experience, and then another person has a positive experience about German shepherds from their past. And you get the two of them together, and they're having a discussion whether German shepherd is a good dog to have or a bad dog to have. They're going to probably argue about it, but it's not based on any ultimate reality. The German shepherd is neutral to all this. It's because of their past experiences. It's because of their past experiences. The only ultimate reality that we can experience as human beings is core awareness and core awareness is beyond the mind and its preferences so you could kind of say the mind is an outer skin of core awareness core awareness really doesn't have inside outside doesn't have preferences likes or dislikes doesn't have any of that it's just simply aware of itself and then the mind is kind of like an outer skin around it and all of the preferences that you're talking about or things that we dislike that is the mind. But we tend to see those preferences in a very strong way. So I, I can see how this is working, how this, the, how this fools us all. So if, so if our sense of who we are, our personality, is the sum total of all these past experiences and impressions from things that have happened to us, so it's all memory, basically, the core awareness, did it go away? Is it? still there no it's it's constantly there as a matter of fact you could not experience anything ever unless core awareness was present it just simply has um it's escaped our attention Mm -hmm. so we're in terms of core awareness we're very much like a fish that doesn't know it's wet Mm -hmm. the reason we don't know core awareness is because it's constant and the only thing that we notice are things that change and the mind is constantly changing. And so that's what we notice. But behind the constantly changing mind, there's core awareness which has never been disturbed once. But the mind tends to get really captivated by its own memories and thoughts. And so it finds that that is more interesting than trying to tap into the core awareness. Would you say that's true for a lot of people? Well, not true for a lot of people. It's true for everybody at first because the mind invents this personhood and then 
it takes everything personal <laughs> from that time on. So, you know, so it's likes and dislikes are very important, they're very significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back and to the German Shepherd story. Back to yeah, the German yeah, Shepherd, yeah. very yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very important. And so it becomes a personal thing to us. We feel it very personal about our opinions and our likes and dislikes. Uh, and we start protecting that. So the mind invents the sense of personhood and then it protects it. That makes sense. That and that's why there's sense. so much stress. I was going to say, this sounds like the perfect breeding ground for stress. It is a perfect breeding ground. Because, and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you're wealthy. It doesn't matter whether you're poor. It doesn't matter what religion you belong to. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist. It doesn't matter if your political party, what your political party is. Nothing matters because the only thing that matters is that by nature, the human mind always grasps at the pleasurable. It always avoids what it considers distasteful and it ignores everything else. So with that recipe, no matter who you are, no matter what lifestyle you're living, no matter what privilege or lack of privilege you have, you're going to create stress for yourself on a very daily basis. Yeah, because if you grasp things that you want and desire, well, nobody can have everything they want. There's an end to that. And it all passes. It all if, passes. Even if you get it. It's, it there's no way. Yep. You could hold on to that. And if you try and resist the things you have an aversion to, there's no way to avoid that. They're, they're there. These things that we don't like are in our world, so we cannot yeah, get rid of them. All you have to do them. is look on social media, and you'll <laughs> see, yeah, people, people really are very disgusted by the fact that they have to tolerate things that they find so distasteful. Yeah, I actually think that's one of the hardest things about aging, why people have trouble with aging is they're seeing things happening to them that is distasteful, and they yes. don't have an aversion to, but they can't get rid of it. Right. Yeah. And then the third is the things we ignore. Right. Uh, many people would feel, well, if I just don't pay attention to it and pretend it's not there, what's it really going to do to my life? Well, it... Well, try that with your bills for a while and we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it, ignoring things doesn't work. So all three, you could see how they would cause stress. That cause a lot of stress. And, the, and, the, and one of the things that we don't understand about stress is that there's only one or two things that we can do with stress. We're not going to get into this today. But we can either process stress, which is kind of like digesting it, or not process it, and it builds up. And uh, eventually, if we have enough uh, stressful experiences in the course of a couple of days or a week, and we don't process that stress then we become literally magnets of stressful situations because we're constantly perceiving everything in a stressful way because we're stressed and we haven't processed it. So if you, I like to, I like visuals. If you're, let's say you're at a crossroads and there's like three roads you can go down and one road is the road of grasping everything and wanting everything. And another road is the road of not wanting anything and trying to, avoid anything that's distasteful to you and the third is ignoring what if you is there a way to not travel on any of those three roads and just hang out in between it all yes there is and that's by experiencing core awareness and I should say re-experiencing core awareness and becoming familiar with it again and then integrating the experience of core awareness into the mind if you can do that, you still will have preferences, things that you desire, things that you don't want, and things that you wish you could ignore. But because you're experiencing core awareness, 
they become superficial experiences. They're kind of like a seed that falls on, um, you know, concrete. Uh, the seeds are there, the potential is there, but it doesn't grow anymore. So you take it lighter. You take it lighter. You take. You don't try to change yourself anymore. There's no sense in that. No matter what you change, you're going to wind up with other problems. And so you accept yourself the way you are, and you you take yourself and your opinions and feelings much more lightly. It would be the difference between reacting to things and responding to things. Yes, exactly. A person who experiences core awareness on a regular basis responds to things, and a person who does not know core awareness reacts. I remember having led groups with this exercise where, and you, everybody can do this right now, if you take a moment and just purposely try and be aware of your thoughts, a lot of times there's no thoughts there. If you yes. just, like right now, take a moment and try and notice exactly what you're thinking. Chances are you won't notice you're thinking anything. Because in that moment, you are in core awareness. Yes, that's right. Core awareness is a very common experience. It's not some unique, magical experience. Between every two breaths, we experience core awareness. Mm -hmm. If we do exactly what you said, if you pay attention to your thoughts, instead of getting involved in thinking your thoughts, if you witness your thoughts, they do slow down and sometimes stop completely. And that's core awareness. So core awareness is available to us all the time. If you laugh so hard that your mind shuts off, that's core awareness. Whenever the mind shuts off, the only thing there is left to experience or be is core awareness. Actually, it isn't only the positive experiences of life. It's also shock will yes. do that. I remember when like 9-11 happened and the noticing like the one of the worst the worst tragedy that ever happened in our country my mind just shut off mm -hmm. watch you know when the awareness of what was happening happened and we see this like if you if you witness something really horrible mm -hmm. it your mind shuts off in that moment there's no thought there's nothing and then when does the feeling start coming in where the mind starts stirring up starts with thoughts yes. about the event that happened and then that leads to feelings about it but in the moment it's just core awareness right absolutely we experience core awareness all the time, even if we're acting. You know, in sports, a lot of people like sports because they experience core awareness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who like to hike or people who like to hunt because in nature, it's easy to experience core awareness. The mind naturally quiets. And as soon as the mind quiets, there is nothing but core awareness. So it's not like core awareness is this distant experience or this transcendental thing we have to discover. You wouldn't be able to hear my words right now and know what they mean using your mind without core awareness. Core awareness is the absolute foundation of all experiences. Oh, well, tell everybody the great way to notice it went with dreaming. Oh, well, well core awareness is it, that's a very good place to begin noticing uh, core awareness because what happens is when you're dreaming, you have an experience. Let's say you experience that, uh, I don't know, that you just won lotto. And uh, you wake up in the morning and you realize that you had this dream about winning lotto. And maybe you tell your friends or your wife or husband or whatever. And um, But there's a question. What was awake to see the dream when you were dreaming? 
obviously you're using memory to remember the dream, but you had to have experienced the dream. And whatever experienced the dream was separate from the dream. Because the mind was creating the dream. Right. The mind is creating, it's producing the dream, um, it, just like a video machine, for instance, or something that's creating graphics. It literally is creating reality, in this sense, dreaming. And then there is core awareness that is witnessing what the dream is. And then when you wake up, the mind can retrieve the information from core awareness. Yes, that's a perfect example. And yeah, that's, well, sure that's people, a good place I'm to begin. I'm sure people can relate to that. So you have that as an example. We've got the just take a moment to notice your thoughts as an example. And anytime you notice there's space between your thoughts, you're in core awareness in that space. Yes. Most people can first start with the space between the breaths mm -hmm. because the the space between thoughts is more subtle. Mm -hmm. But it's easy because it's a physical sensation to notice the, the um, space between breaths. And then once you notice that, it's much easier to see the space between thoughts. Yes, yes, that makes total sense. And it may be harder to find space between your thoughts when you're in the midst of working during the day or even at night when you're trying to fall asleep. I work with a lot of clients that their mind just is constant at night when they're trying to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing something like going for a jog or a walk or if you're doing something for fun or for exercise or you're out in nature, tonight's a full moon. When you look at that moon tonight, Chances are you will find space between your thoughts at that moment. Right. There's times that it happens very regularly. We just don't notice it because we've never been educated about it. So one tip we can give you is um, somebody told me recently that they didn't know you didn't have to think about things that you were experiencing. You could just experience it. Mm -hmm. And that was like a revelation for her. It is for a lot of people. I think. So that's a suggestion we wanted to pass on to everyone today. You can just experience something without having to add in all these thoughts about it. You can just be with it and experience it and yeah, feel it. Absolutely. Children do it all the time. And somehow we forgot that because that core awareness kind of got lost well, underneath you know, it all. We, we worked hard to develop our mind and everybody wanted us to develop our mind. And so we developed a mind and we worked very hard. We worked so hard at that we forgot that there was anything else. So no wonder we're so stressed. We're very stressed. And the, the hardest part is for all of us is because a lot of people take this in a personal way. And I don't mean to intend that because I'm not talking about responsibility. I'm talking about we create our own stress all the time with our own minds. And we really are completely unaware of that. And that way we get double stressed because life gives us stressors all the time. There's nothing we can do about that. But when we create our own stress on top of that, we're like giving ourselves a double whammy. And well, even the stress that life creates for us, we still can respond rather than react. And that's different than getting stressed out about it. So stressors don't, stressors don't equal stress. Stressors make stress available. And then we either respond or react. That's a great way to sum it up. <laughs> So if you want more information on how to access core awareness, please visit our website, livingstressfree.org. You can find out about ways to work with us individually or attend a future course. Or if you're in the Rochester area, go to our sound bath meditation, which is one of the most intense ways to experience core awareness in a very enjoyable, pleasurable way. Thursday night, 7 to 9, every Thursday until August 15th. 
So thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great week and we hope you have a stress-free day, whatever you're doing. And come visit us again and listen to our next podcast. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you guys soon. Live it stress-free.